Hi there, and welcome to the Nerd of Godcast, Episode 2, Version 2. Uh, that's true. Truth be told, there was a, a Version 1 that was lost forever due to technical difficulty, the details of which we're not going to divulge, but uh, things happened and uh, choices were made, and we move on. But we recorded Version 2 a few days later. Uh, Almost an entirely different conversation, uh, but still some fun stuff. Now, just wanted to give a disclaimer. We recorded this during the middle of a torrential downpour. A tremendous, uh, tumultuous rainstorm, uh, kind of in preparation for an incoming tropical storm and hurricane. Uh, so if you hear some noise in the background that sounds like a deluge, that is exactly what it is. So we hope you enjoy. Forgive us for the soothing background sounds of Mother Nature. And uh, thanks for listening to Episode 2, Version 2. Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're tuned in to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Nerd of Godcast. My name is Tony T, and we are so glad you're listening. This is episode two, uh, version two. Please don't ask us about what happened to version one. Uh, terrible. We're not, we're, we are not at liberty to disclose the information. It's classified. Suffice to say, it is buried in a New Mexico landfill next to a bunch of Atari 2600 cartridges uh, <laughs> that we're not allowed to speak about either. But uh, we are glad that you're here with us tonight. The reason that we do this podcast is to shine the light of Christ into the community of uh, geeks and gamers and, and comic book fans. Uh, we believe that there's something that you're so passionate about uh, that that should be something that can reflect the light and the glory of God. Uh, so, so allow yourself to be captivated by the sweet sounds of our ministry for the next few minutes. And... Uh, we're going a little cheese ball right off the bat, but that's okay, because God loves us. Uh, speaking of God loves us, let me introduce you to some of the people that God loves very, very much. This is your Nerd of Godcast crew. With me, as always, is producer steve Hey, guys. It's Steven. How you doing? Steven, what's happening, man? How's your uh, how's your world turning today? Uh, it's pretty good. I'm a little tired, but nothing I can't complain about. Well, we love we love tired, man. That means that you're, you're moving forward, brother. Uh, with us, again, is Player 3, the lovely... Tori Line. Hi. <laughs> hey, Tori, what's going on with you? Uh, my week sucked. <laughs> okay. But it's okay, because Wawa exists. Because uh, God is on the throne, and the, is yeah. that what I'm smelling? Are you eating a sandwich over there, a yes. sandwich? Yeah, uh, they had Parmesan cheese and tomato sauce. Tell me about the nuances of that sub. Describe it to me. Uh, the main portion of the sub was actually chicken tenders chicken tenders with uh pepperoni i like where this is going par- parmesan cheese <laughs> provolone cheese and uh tomato sauce so let me ask you this yeah. uh is your faith strong enough for a feed the 5000 miracle right now because you've got me and, and steve-o <laughs> and uh and quentin gregory neff I mean, uh, if your faith can't feed 5,000, I'm as just long saying, as can feed three, I think we'll be okay. We're all, you, all you need is baby junior faith, all right? <laughs> Neff and I are hungry. Speaking of Neff, well, let me introduce player four, Quentin Gregory Neff. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing? What's going on, Big Neff? How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. What's new in your neck of the woods, brother? Uh, not much. Just, you know, chilling, writing some music, you know, stuff like that. The regular. The now, Neff, you are, uh, we, we haven't really talked about this yet. You are an aspiring hip hop artist. You are a composer of urban lyrical music, <laughs> uh, beats, rhythms, poetry. Yes, sir. Uh, Etc. What, 
we we've got a we've got a really awesome song uh, that we're going to be featuring on one of our one shot episodes in the next couple of weeks that uh, Neff has submitted. You you want to tell us a little bit about that? Give us a sneak preview. Yeah, it's it's a song I made. It basically shows Jesus's love and all the joy that we get when we find Jesus's love and accept him into our hearts. What what is that song called, man? called Extra Life. Extra Life. So Throw a little cute. nerd culture oh. in Cue there. Cue the, the one-up sound there. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, man. Well, we're glad to have you with us. Uh, we are the Nerd of God cast crew, and uh, we're here to bring you some sweet, sweet talking tonight. Who are you? Um, oh, my name's Tony T. I said that at the beginning. Did you? But you know what? I never get tired of saying it. So, <laughs> my name is Tony T. You can follow me on Twitter at it's me Tony T. Uh, and uh, and you can get get in touch with all of us through the Nerd of Godcast page. Uh, find us online at the www.nerdofgodcast.com or on Twitter at Nerd of Godcast on Facebook at Nerd of Godcast. Uh, full disclosure: we don't spend a whole whole lot of time on Facebook because our moms are there and. Uh, you know, moms always have things to say, like, hey, well, you really doing this podcast thing? Why don't you spend more time outside and put down and, those video games? And, and join me call. for Candy Crush Saga. You never write. You never call. Why don't, why don't you play draw, why don't you play draw something with me? What's the, what's the game that they play? No, no. Uh, Words with Friends. No, Candy Crush. Oh, there it is. Candy no, Crush. Word I with still play Draw Something. It's still a thing. With one person. That's right. I played that in, in like high school. Diner Dash. So we avoid the Facebook. But anyway, you can still find us on there. You'll you'll find the uh, the crumbs that have fallen from the master's table from our Twitter account. We'll sometimes make yeah, their way to our Facebook page. Uh, so connect with us. Give us some feedback and uh, let us know uh, what you're all about because we'd like to be part of your story. So we're going to open up tonight with a segment that we call, Wow, What Are You Really Into, Man? Hey, man. What are you really into, huh? <laughs> uh, this is a chance where we're gonna just going to give you a window into uh, what our passions are all about and what we're uh, following and what's trending with us. Um, they always say that if you can find out what someone's treasure is by where they're digging. So let's see what these guys are digging on this week. Uh, tonight's question is submitted by a listener. Uh, Nat Lisko has asked the Nerd of God cast crew, what are your top five favorite video games of all time? The question for the ages. Yeah, my head immediately exploded when, when we got this question because I said there's no way that I can eliminate so many of my my favorite games to get down to top five. I think Tony was having a slight anxiety attack because it sounded like he had to kill off some of his children. Uh, it's true. It's Sophie's choice. It was the Sophie's choice. <laughs> like, Producer yes. Steve-O with an obscure Meryl Streep reference. <laughs> Nicely like done, sir. Serve. Uh, so your top five video games. Uh, this is this is a tough one. Uh, let let's see what you guys got. Uh, we'll start backwards. Neff, regale us. All right. With the tale of the games you play. In, in no particular order. No particular order. Uh, my first one would be NCAA Football 07 for the PlayStation wait, consoles. Wait. First off. You know that this is the nerd of Godcast, right? I, I know. That's so, sports, sports ball. Of God. I don't know, I know what that I, is, man. <laughs> I know. That but, involves like running and sweating at the same time. But this game this game was so cool. It came out, it had all these all time teams, but only Nef, for the PlayStation. Nef, I, what, can, what, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you a closet jock? A little bit. Oh, well, I, love oh, I, can't, I cannot lie. I love me some college football. Oh. Well, what what makes it different from NCAA 06 or 08? Because this one had all-time teams, like all-time FSU teams. FSU is my favorite team. I don't so. know yeah, what but that when means. has FSU been relevant before the last couple? But years? also, it has like you could play as a college player, which means you went to classes and took little trivia quizzes, which I thought was kind of cool. 
Nah. So they took the most Wait, boring part of college <laughs> football say. and made that part of the yeah, game. Yeah, but it was kind of cool. Did they make sales. you like wait in line at admissions and what? I thought it was fun. And you got to do little taunts. Did you go you on college to... break and you could have played the game for two butts? Did you have to try and find a parking space among all the freshmen? And did you have a mini game where you had to steal crab legs from the local grocery <laughs> store? Yep. Oh, low blow. Too soon. Low sorry, low. sorry, Too FSU. Soon. <laughs> all right, so keep going. If you have more right. sports games on there, we're gonna throw things at you. Oh, it's not looking good. <laughs> I have Assassin's Creed 2. All right, all right. I just finished playing that one. I love the story. It was a big step up from the first big, game. Big movies coming out with that yes. one. I just saw the pictures. It were looks just so really cool. Fassbender. Yeah, Mike Fassbender looks Michael really, Fassassin really good. Michael Fassassinbender. I'm just going to be in everything for you. Hey, listen. You put him in everything. That's all right, man. Reboot Indiana Jones. Put him in there as Renee Belloc. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Steven Spielberg, take a note. Yes, please. Get, get his people online. Disney, we're talking to you. He's so, so now, now is is Mike Fassbender? Is he gonna be? Uh, is he gonna be Altair, or is he gonna? No, be- he, he's gonna be like a, a different character. I don't remember the name, but I think he's Spanish, so oh. we might see some characters, the Spanish characters from uh, the Assassin's Creed games, which Very I think nice. is kind of cool. Cool. So, so we got NCAA, we got Assassin's Creed. Where? What's next for you? Top five. My next one is La Noir. Very interesting game from the the guys over at Rockstar Games, yes. right? Uh, really, really interesting concept. Very um, dark concept. I played too. through it. I didn't play very far into it. Um, it's a very long game. It is a long game, but a, but a very beautiful game, a well directed game. Um, more along the lines of the interactive kind of movie, yeah. kind of game. When I when I graduated from high school, I wanted to be a, a, a criminal psychologist. So I loved criminal games like this or, or you could play as a cop and stuff like that and solve mysteries. I thought you said chroma psychologist. I'd like to be a chroma, chroma psychologist. Like be a, a chroma psychologist. psychologist. How, how are you feeling? I'm like, feeling very blue. Yeah, like, I was like, well, <laughs> Which means, not, not, the, not the support group for depressed men. I made the same mistake. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, that's three. Uh, what do you got, man? What's next? Now, this one is another sports one, but it's... Wait, uh, wait, let me guess. Is it NBA Street Volume 2? It is! I knew it, dude. All the time, he's talking about this game, and, and why do you like it? Because of the soundtrack. The best soundtrack That's of right. all time. The best soundtrack of all time. I, I, I'm going to disagree with that. I say uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City had a great soundtrack, too. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that SSX Tricky had oh, an amazing yeah. soundtrack. Ooh, if I, if I, just point. shooting from the hip. Games that have the best sound, best licensed you notice soundtrack. That SS- because everyone needs to step back off of Jeremy Soule's business <laughs> for his fine work with the game uh, The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Uh, well, but, SSX uh, Tricky yes. and... NBA Street Volume 2, both EA Sports EA, Big. EA Big, yeah, very good. And, so, and I miss the EA Big logo label. Was NBA Street EA 2 the one where big. you do the big heads or little heads? Yeah, big heads Wait, no, and no, little that bodies. was NBA Jam. NBA Jam. But yeah. you could put a whoa, cheat code whoa, whoa, in whoa, to get whoa. big heads and little bodies. Why do you all know that? Because there were arcades, and we were kids. And you know in the arcade, it was going to be Street Fighter, or it was going to be House of the Dead, or it was going to be Time Crisis, or it was going to be NBA Jam. Or the Simpsons arcade game. I did like the Simpsons arcade game. I that was really, that really game. good. Boom, Just double checking. Yeah. All right, so and rounding out your top five, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Really? Yes. It's a bold statement. I had it for the PSP, just like I had uh, NCAA Football 07. And it was just so much fun because there was a map, uh, I think it was Tatooine, where you could play as the main bad guys against the main heroes. And vice versa. So this was this was like fantasy league. Exactly. It's it was like so cool. it's like it's like fantasy football for nerds. Darth Maul versus Luke Skywalker. Who would win? You got to play that, and it was Darth so Maul cool. versus Luke Skywalker. Is, yes. Wait, are we talking? Are we talking uh, Empire Luke Skywalker? Are we talking Jedi Luke Skywalker? We're talking about Jedi black black clothes, all the good stuff. Black 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 clothes. So black <laughs> Luke Skywalker. <laughs> okay. Very good. 
Uh, Steve-O, top five. Regale us, please. All right. Once again, no particular order. No particular order. I think we order. can just go ahead and say that for the, everybody just, else. Just boggle them up. Oh, no. Mine are in order of uh, importance and cultural relevance as, <laughs> as well as playability. Okay. So, like, mine are in well, no particular are order. I don't very order. Discur- of course, my list has been expanded to a list of top 25. So. Yep. Actually, you know what? I'm going to put mine in order just because I think I can. Do it. Do um, it. Wait. F- least to, to greatest? Yes, but the least isn't the least. Does that, does that make sense? Whoa! Like my mind is blown. All five of these are games that I would play any time. Fair enough. Number five, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. Okay. Uh, I love that. I love that game. Well, actually, I played it as a child, and it frightened me. It scared the crap out of me. My son. My son said something to someone the other day uh, that was frustrating him. They said he's like a human water temple. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, oh. So that is, oh. When man, you're, that's a compliment. When you're walking. When you're walking through the field. After you, uh, I don't leave think you meant the... it as a compliment. <laughs> I think you meant that person is unnecessarily difficult. <laughs> yes, well, and I hate I'm that person. Too challenging for you, and you're not smart enough. Oh, to figure okay. It out. He wasn't talking about you, Tori. I don't know why he had to be so I defensive. I haven't even played that game, and I get that reference. Gotcha. That so, good. all right, number four. Number four is Resident Evil for the PlayStation One. Resident Evil One, the very first one for the PlayStation One. For the PlayStation okay, One. Okay, so not the remake that they did for the GameCube. No, specifically not, not Resident Evil, the director's cut that no, came out. Well, then the director's cut. Okay, because so I, I played the director's cut. I didn't play. So you it. want I, you want the original. Ham-fisted voiceovers. Oh, that's the that's why it's number four, <laughs> is because of the voiceovers. I I want them to remake the game on PlayStation Four with brand new graphics, brand new gameplay, original voices. Keep the voices. You are almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> Here, you take this. The master of unlocking can yeah. find it useful. I hope this is not Chris's blood mansion. What, what a, a mansion. mansion. Now it's Wesker's time to disappear. All right, this this brought to you by Capcom and their wonderful voiceover department from the mid-90s. <laughs> Number right. three? Number three is Batman Arkham City. Ooh. that's I mean, it's tough to pick out of the Arkham franchise. Oh, I, I had to choose between Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, and I went with Arkham City. And that's only because you haven't played Arkham Knight yet. Which I, would, I've played the right. first hour of Arkham Knight, and I got a little scared. I beat a little. I, I, did, I, I, <laughs> I put a TMI. secret camera at videotape, Stephen. There's a, a big twist uh, a couple hours hours into Arkham Knight, about an hour and a half or so into Arkham Knight, and uh, I was videotaping him as he was playing. And I saw it. When that funny. happened, he he jumped. He jumped pretty high. Uh, pretty impressive. Uh, I, now, I will say this. Arkham Knight as a game, a, a development project, as a, as a game design is, is flawless. It's so good that they even put what I think everyone kind of unanimously agrees that the Batmobile missions, the kind of drone combat Batmobile missions, were so bad and so unnecessary, and yet that game was still a masterpiece. Yeah. But the one thing that I I would have to give Arkham City the edge is that Arkham City had some breathtaking boss fights. And there were no boss fights in Arkham Knight. No boss fights. Really? No, they were all just sort of different variations of Predator mode and and different things like that. And while the game was so satisfying and so wonderful, uh, man, like I I thought back to the fight with uh, Mr. Freeze. Oh, that was great. Which was wonderful. Was, Was it Arkham City where you had to go with Killer Croc or was that Arkham Asylum? Um, when you're going on the on the pads under Arkham under, Asylum, under, that Arkham was Arkham Asylum. Asylum. That's that's one of my favorite moments from the series. When you're running, cool. the, the just part where the, there was such tension, yeah, such tension. You know, and I, I think that Arkham Knight kind of still was able to capture that sense of tension, but everything felt like a, there was no real standout. Like, oh, this is the moment moments. Yeah. Even at the end, when you fight against the Arkham Knight after you find out that he's really Tony, Arkham, I haven't played. I'd be like, man, I haven't <laughs> played this game, bro. After you combat him, Relax. Uh, it, it's still Chill. it's still just another one of those um, you know predator modes. Taking out soldiers, sneaking around. Yeah. Uh, so, but but still, 
an ultimately satisfying game. I wish you guys had finished it because I would love to have like a spoiler alert conversation with you guys <laughs> on where I thought the game was going versus where it actually went. One day. Just let me borrow your PS4 in the oh, game. Okay, just pull your car around. I'll load it up. Okay. All right, so game number four? Uh, game number two. Oh, we're going backwards. Excuse me. Okay, so it's five, four, three. This is game two. number two. Is actually Portal Two. Oh, very Aww. good. What are the odds? Portal Portal Two is just fantastic. That's I, a beautiful game. I sometimes will just go on YouTube and just watch all of the clips of Wheatley. Oh my god! And goodness. he it makes me laugh every single time. I, I didn't have a going back. I mentioned Skyrim a few minutes ago. I, I, there was a the PC version of it actually had one of the uh, the uh, the personality uh, spheres. I don't know what the proper name for yeah. it is. The, per, the Persona, old, personal, personality cores. The personality cores. There was uh, and it, cores. it had it had one of them actually cr- crash down in the middle of Skyrim. Really? You got to watch it on YouTube. Yeah, you're just walking That's around. Awesome. You, you see something coming falling from the skies, and you can go like up in the to Truman it. Show. Like, yeah, like that. And uh, <laughs> you go and pick it up, and you you can see it, and it's actually one of those. And you pick it up, it's like space, 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 some, something space like that. Space core. Yeah, That's so, awesome. So, so look look it up. Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> all right, and your number one game of all time, Steve, is Fallout Three. Oh yeah, you love the Fallout, huh? Yeah, I just. Yeah. Uh, did you do all the DLC, all the extra stuff? I did the Brotherhood of Steel, and then I got kind of messed up with it. There's Wasn't a, there like a creepy one, like out on the bayou or something like that? There, I don't know about that. There's a, a place called the Dunwich Building, which I refuse to go in. It's the only it's the only side mission that I have not completed because it is creepy. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a play, play that game with the lights on kind of game. Oh, I I only travel in the daytime. I don't travel at <laughs> night. I stay clear of death claws because they'll sneak up on you. They're silent but deadly. That was one of the one of the things I, I played it for a little bit on your recommendation, and I realized like if you are moving around in that game. The game does not hesitate to throw overpowered enemies at you. No. No, you'll just be walking around. It's like, I am in the wrong neighborhood. I got off the wrong subway <laughs> train make, here. Roll them up. I make it. Roll them up. <laughs> 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 the doors. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't look anyone directly in the eye. No, I, whenever I play that game, I, every time, every couple like minutes or so, I'll go just do a quick spin just to make sure I don't see any red dots on my radar. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And and you can kill people in that game, and they just stay dead. Yep. It's like, oh, that person was supposed to, but I, I let him get eaten by a mud crab. So, yep. And that's why I can't finish Brotherhood of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tori. Yo. Top five. Take us on a journey. Oh, my goodness. A journey I will take you. Okay. Um, <laughs> This is in no particular order because I am kind of like, each one is different, and I, they're my favorite for their different reasons. Um, So, like, my top franchise ever I guess have to be Zelda love it because that's the reason why I'm in school right now to a degree uh, but my all-time favorite that, that I will play and that like has captured me both story-wise and like visually um, would have to be Twilight Princess um, I really thought Midna's character was really cool and I know not a lot of people think that way I, I didn't I found Midna to be really annoying yeah and i but I also liked Navi, so that's probably my. I have something hey, wrong with listen. me. <laughs> but I liked. I, at first, I think I liked. Wait, her. Well, let's 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 do the litmus test here. How do you feel about Tingle? Yeah, Tingle creeps me out. Okay, all right. So at least you're coming. <laughs> I, I like, have standards. I love Tingle. Tony. All right, we no, can't trust Tori anymore. <laughs> you're gonna. You're going on a list now. No, he creeps me out, dude. Um, I think I liked Minda so much because she annoyed me at first, and then she like she actually had. She like developed as a character, and I thought that was neat, and hadn't happened yet with a with like a, a companion. Hmm. So that sort of layered storytelling for me, I thought was really neat. Okay, <laughs> so number two on my list um, is gonna have to be Kingdom Hearts two, mostly Kingdom because Kingdom Hearts two, Kingdom Hearts more more two, two than one, then, huh? Yeah, because 
the frustrating parts about one to me was like the controls and the gameplay and how loose they were and they took that right. kingdom hearts 2 and actually made it fun to play and threw in captain jack sparrow exactly so there's that yes and uh, Beauty and the Beast, he actually got to go to the castle, and that's, like, one of my all-time favorite Now, movies, I never so. played Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh. I, I feel bad that I kind of missed that one. Yeah, that one's actually... I really liked that one, because it took... The story was good in the first one, so that, like, perpetuated. But the things that frustrated me about the first one, concerning, like, the controls and stuff, was made better. And the storyline kind of picked up where the first one left off, and... Kind of. Okay. Uh, Chain of Memories happened in between... And that was where I always got confused was the, the, the timeline of the Kingdom Hearts because it's like Chain of Memories Dude, and then weird. like 33 and a third or something yeah, like no, that. Yeah, no, you're right. No, it's weird. It's, ugh. But you anyway. know, you get, you're you're going in there because you like Final Fantasy and Disney and that's exactly. kind of what you're signed up for. And I did in fact play Kingdom Hearts 2 without playing any of the other ones and I wasn't, you know, too upset over stuff. So Very you nice. can do it without. Anyway, uh, number three on my list um, is definitely going to have to be Okami. Ooh. Because. Have you guys played Okami? No, I haven't gotten oh, the chance. Oh, treat goodness. yourself, guys. Heard a lot of For good real. things about it, though. It's that, a... Oh. You can download it on the PlayStation Network. You need to really? get that. Oh, I need to get PlayStation. It's very, oh, it's very good. PS2. I loved it. There were so many reasons why I loved this game, and not... For the obvious visuals, because that is, I don't really feel I have to say that, because Okami was gorgeous. Oh, absolutely. The Out music of the box. was gorgeous. The traditional Japanese legends, it was beautiful. Um, but the cool thing about Okami is that it just doesn't end. And so for me, having a story. It, that, it does not end. Well, it does finally end, but you come to like big boss after big boss after big boss, and you're like, what? You know who's the mastermind behind everything and oh, that sort of thing. So and layers it just, like a parfait. Yeah, or, I or, love an or, or an ogre, or an ogre. <laughs> or like a, or an ogre. <laughs> so I was, I had no idea what the story was, and I got into this game you know, like fresh, and it was the first new game I'd played in a really long time, and I just, I adored it because everything was new, and I kept finding out new stuff, and it was just a ton of fun. I cool. Loved that game. What are we on, number three? Uh, yeah, number three is has to be Pokemon Sapphire, uh, mostly because I love blue, and Kyogre is cool. And number um, four. I just love Pokemon. I don't really feel the need to... Uh, Pokemon's cool. And number five. Uh, number five is going to have to be Ori in the Blind Forest. Ooh. And I found this game sitting across from Tony That's in right. his dining room, and he pulled this game up. And he's like, Tori, I take a look at this. And I was you, like, You gonna dig it the most. That's exactly. what I said. And I he turned his computer around and my jaw dropped. I have never fallen in love so quickly with a video game in my entire life. The yeah. art and the music She actually asked me to dim the lights and leave. It was weird. It was, <laughs> it, was a, it was a PC game? It's a PC game and an Xbox One game. And this okay. is how much this is I bought it for the Xbox One, which is a problem because You don't own an Xbox I don't One. Own an Xbox One. <laughs> I had to go all the way home to New Jersey. You bought it for the Xbox One and you don't own an Xbox One? Correct. My brothers own an Xbox it's a One. Solid. Leap of faith right there. So it's sitting at home, not played by me, 800 miles away. You should just go oh, to... Well. This is her own personal garden state moment. Yeah. Oh. So, like, it's far... The, okay, so the... The art of this game, like, speaks to my soul on, like, a deep and meaningful level... Like, that's what my soul looks like. You open that game, and there it is. You're looking at Tori's soul. That's what it looks that's like. That's it. That's it. We solved and it. I want to go into video game concept art, and that's what I want. That's the style and the uh, depth of uh, the bigness that I kind of strive for and everything that I do. So that is more of like a, a goal 
than than like a than like a game. So, I you, guess. so you found it not only as an inspiration, but also yeah. kind of a reflection of your ambition, exactly, and, and your heart. Very Thank cool. you for articulating that better than I could. I I, I articulate, <laughs> and it's my my spiritual gift. Very good. So is it my turn now? Yes. yes. Oh, yes, sir. do what I did you can. Not, I did not want to do this. Okay, I'm almost going to have to randomly pick because seriously, my list is like five pages long, and I feel like by not saying something, I'm somehow dishonoring. The, the, the connection, the emotional feelings that I have. Like, I'm not going to say Final Fantasy X on my top five list. Ah, that was the one I thought you were going to put. And that's the thing. It's like that game is so important to me, but I can't I can't say it. That's why I uh, didn't put it. I think that my qualifier is going to be games that I can just pick up and go back to after any amount of time and still enjoy it just as much as I did when it was new. No matter the generation of console it came out on, uh, no matter the genre of game. Uh, so, for me, a game that will always hold a place in the... Uh, the echelons of my heart, uh, Burnout Paradise, mm. the greatest racing game of all time, in my opinion. Also, a fantastic uh, soundtrack on that mm -hmm. game. But uh, but Burnout Paradise to me is the reason uh, I bought an Xbox 360. Burnout Paradise is the reason I bought a high definition television. Oh snap! I'm, I'm not I'm not kidding. I, I bought it. I bought it with my big old chunky TV, and uh, we went down to, to a place called Downtown Disney here in Orlando. And they, there was a large uh, store, a, a complex that sold everything from music to, to games to uh, toys and, and movies. It was called the Virgin Megastore. Oh, and, Virgin uh, Megastore. and we missed the Virgin Megastore. That was the place to be. Yes. They, had a, they had Burnout Paradise on an Xbox 360 uh, plugged into an HDTV. And I looked at it and thought about what it looked like in my house. And I immediately felt small. <laughs> I immediately felt like, I'm, I've been doing this all wrong. <laughs> Another one for me, Little Big Planet. Oh, uh, the nice. entire franchise, Little Big Planet, just the one that really introduced that. Because you're engaging with this, like Tori said, a beautifully created world. But then beyond that, you can create the world. They're they're not only doing something that's spectacular; they're inviting you to do it too. It's like video game evangelism. I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's so so beautifully so beautifully done. Um, uh, a game, another game that really, really means a lot to me was uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night mm. for uh, the PlayStation. Solid soundtrack, flawless gameplay, uh, epic level design. Uh, I didn't even mind at the end of the game if you get the good ending after you fight Dracula. Uh, spoiler alert: Dracula is the bad guy at the end. What? What? What is the protagonist's name? Alucard. It is Alucard, which what? is That's Dracula, Dracula backwards. backwards. That's right. What are the it's odds? so close to being Doctor Acula. And Whoa. not only <laughs> when you when you beat Whoa. when you get to the end of the game, they open up a portal. Well, hold up. And you have to go through the entire game again, the entire game map again of this huge, sprawling, multi-tiered, multi-leveled mansion upside down. No. What? You play through the entire game again, but the entire map is flipped upside down. Why would they do that? Because they said this is so good. This game is so <laughs> nice, you go won't play it twice. <laughs> now and what happens when you beat it, it, it the second time? When you beat it the second down. time, you get the good ending. and uh, It flips it sideways. Yeah. And it's sideways <laughs> again. And, and actually, I, there's like, there, I think it's something silly, like there's a pair of glasses somewhere that you have to find and equip. I don't, I don't even remember. You fight the last bad guy, which is, I guess it's not even Dracula, if I'm not mistaken. You fight a against Simon or Trevor Belmont and uh, if you don't have the glasses you can't see that he's being controlled by some evil force uh, so but if you happen to be wearing the right pair of glasses and this has been a long time since I played it you can see the evil force so you fight the evil force and break the spell and then it's like mwahaha thank you Mario but our princess is in another castle and you have to go and 
fight him off uh, somewhere else. So, uh, a, a wonderful game. If you have not played that game, it is available for so many different consoles. You must purchase this game. Can I, can I get it for the 3DS? Um, no. No, well, sorry. then never mind. I, I'm looking at my list here, and I can't pick a number four. I know what my number. I know what number one is. I know what number one is. Um, okay, a game that I can go back to that I love, 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 love so much, and I don't want to say the Arkham games because Stephen already said that. Sorry. That, Way to go, Steve. No, it's okay. Uh, Resident Evil is on my list because I don't want to say that. Uh, sorry. Tomb Raider. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> Take all the answers. Portal Steven. Two on your list too. Portal Two is on my list too. Sorry. You, you know, Steve. Uh, good job, buddy. Okay, this is this sort of um, this is almost more of a genre than Ooh. than just a particular game, but that's okay because the games are so similar. Uh, I think that like, if you say you like Madden, you don't have to say like I like Madden twenty five as opposed to you know any other Maddens. Right. No disrespect to Neff and his NCAA 07. Uh, but nah, man, to cool. me, I love wrestling video games, oh. and I'm specifically going to call out the Nintendo sixty four era of wrestling video games yes. oh. as my favorite. WrestleMania two thousand, right. uh, No Mercy, No Mercy, WCW, NWO. I mean, like, Sorry. those games, to me, were the, the THQ, Nintendo 64 wrestling games, I don't know that I slept the entire time I was in college because we stayed up all night long playing those games. My friends and I, uh, when those games came out, we played those games all the time, and we would develop our own storylines. Like, we made our own entire WWF. Well, well, that's what we're at right now is that, we, you know, you, you've been a part of it. We still continue this, even with the newer games that come out that don't have the same level of satisfaction. But we, we have a Thursday night Bible study at my house. And, um, and historically, we have created our own uh, wrestling league Yes. We'll do storylines. We'll develop, you know, matches, pay-per-views, angles, Even uh, I'm the and we'll create characters for all of the people at the Bible study. So when we're done with the Bible study, we'll get together and we'll actually play these matches. We haven't done it for a while, but you know what I think? I think it's time. I, I have the, actually never been there for that. It's pay-per-view You've never been there time. For that? Okay, we're going to make Tori in the game. Well, and all you have to know is that I am the current champion. Steven is the current champion because while two of our other players, Mike and David, were, were fighting in the, in the middle of the match, Steven actually ran in, stole the belt, spray-painted his name on it, and ran out of there with the belt. And then my number one game, because we're talking about this way, way, way too long, thank you, Nat Lisko, for this uh, mind-bending question, <laughs> uh, is The Legend of Zelda for the Nintendo Entertainment Woo! System. Uh, the all-time, to me, the game that defines amazing games for me. Uh, Legend of Zelda. I remember we went to uh, Kmart and they had this awesome display in the store that said Legend of Zelda, and it lit up. And it I remember it had kind of a, a guy on it, looked like, you know, the you, you know, diving out of a room for some gold gems. And there's the, the bats uh, kind of flying around you. I didn't know they were called keys. I, at the time, I just thought they were called bats. And uh, I said, oh, yeah, look at that. And my dad said, oh, we're going to get you that game. And I told him, no, Dad, I don't want that game. That looks kind of stupid. I want Mock Rider. That was the game I really wanted. So I said, yeah, Dad, I came in Party. here. I, I want Mock Rider, some post-apocalyptic motorcycle racing drivel. Just awful, <laughs> awful game. It's awful. It's and I terrible. insisted. My dad said, you're going to want the Zelda game. And I insisted, no, Mock Rider. That's the game for me. So we got Mock Rider, but my dad was sneaky, and he bought me Zelda as well. And uh, so we got home, played Mock Rider for about 12 minutes, pretty much experienced all that the game had to offer. Uh, and then I popped in Legend of Zelda. My life has never been the same. Thanks, Dad. So, uh, well, that's us. That's our five games. Again, thank you to Nat Lisko for submitting a question. If you have something that you'd like to ask us or, uh, you know, you want to find out what we're really into, uh, email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our social media pages. 
So we're moving into a new segment right now. This is a mini game. Yeah. All right. Are you guys ready to get your game on, everybody? Yeah. All right. This is tonight's mini game. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, if you think you know the answer, you're going to just buzz in by saying your name. So uh, if I say, uh, what's one plus one? Tori. Tori. Two. You sure? You had to think there for a minute. Yes. It is two. You're sure. correct. But tonight's mini game, uh, you're, you're going to have to choose if it is an Old Testament character or a science fiction alien. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for so I'm gonna, I like where this is going. I'll ask you a question, and you can tell me if you think that it is an Old Testament character or if it is a science fiction alien. Are you ready? Yes. yes. All right, so if you think you know the answer, just ring in right now. Uh, we'll start out with a really, really easy one. Abel. Neff. Steven. Oh. Neff. Uh, Old Testament. It is an Old Testament character. Abel was uh, the son of Adam and Eve. So Brother That was of? just to test out your buzzers, you guys. Just to he, test out the buzzers. Did. And here we go. My buzzer didn't go. Armus. Neff. Neff. Never mind, I lost this. Steven. <laughs> Steven. Alien. Oh, science fiction. I mean. Science fiction alien. Armus. Yes, Armus was the uh, the black oozy monster from the Star Trek The Next Generation episode Skin of Evil. Armus killed Tasha Yar. Oh, of course. Played by the Ooh. lovely Denise Crosby. <laughs> I think Why I'm actually about to be on that episode. You might be on that episode? About to be. I might be. Oh, I, I thought you meant like you were actually on that episode. No, like, like I'm watching it currently. Like, That's pretty amazing. I don't even think you were born when that episode came out. Was this like a special edition thing? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So very good. I'm going Steven, back into it. Steven like... gets one point. Um, Balaam. Steven. 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 Uh, Old Testament. Old Testament I character. Who was, I almost who? said Steven too. <laughs> <laughs> and who is Steven. Balaam? Uh, he talked to the donkey, right? Or he had a donkey. He had a he, he had a talking donkey. Yeah, because I, I, I mostly just remember the Balaam's donkey, but he, everybody love Pop the donkey, the donkey spoke wisdom into him, I believe, correct? Bassemeth, Bassemeth, Tori, Tori. That definitely sounds like an Old Testament thing. That is a Old Testament character. That is actually Esau's wife. Actually, funny story. It's two of Esau's wives. He named he married two women named Bassemeth. How do you do find wrong move, women? man. Oh, it's a very popular name back then. I guess it was. It was, the, it, was the, it was the Elsa of their day. That's, that's what it was. Goodness gracious. Uh, Goodness gracious. Klaatu. Oh, Steven. Neff. Neff. Uh, it's, it's science fiction. Okay, from what? F from from. I know. I can't. I can't. Say from the it. day the Earth stood still. That's what it was. Very very good. Sound familiar? Tessic. Tori. Tori. That's a science fiction. Tessic was known as Squidhead. He was Jabba the Hutt's accountant in Yo, Return I'm of the Jedi. I think you guys are doing three, pretty good at these. Three, maybe, two, and one. Maybe, maybe, maybe these aren't as hard as uh, as I thought they would be. This is way better than than what I definitely didn't do in the definitely not lost episode. Sarek. Sarek. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> Can you sing Is Sarek a Bible character <laughs> or a science fiction alien? Sarek. Steven. Steven. Bible character. Sarek is Spock's father. Oh, oh snap. I was totally guessing oh, on that one. Sarek is the, the Vulcan ambassador. Can I have the place of origin, please? Yeah, he was, uh, I think, <laughs> Vulcan. I think his uh, first appearance was on, I don't know, Balance of, no, it was in, uh, Balance of Terror, uh, the Trouble Tribbles. I think it was Balance of Terror. I might be wrong. Someone's going to email me and say, you're wrong. You don't know. The original series. I'm an next gen kid, honestly. Uh, Koloth. Koloth. Oh, I don't know. K O L O T H. Koloth. Tori. Tori. 
that a Bible character? Koloth was the Klingon captain oh, from the <laughs> Star Trek yeah, episode I, Trouble with Tribbles. Are they getting I, I, negative I, points? That's, that's, the, uh, that's the one where they didn't look like Klingons, right? That's they right. Like well, people. yeah, they, they had the smooth, they were smooth how, head Klingons. How, how did how did Worf explain that I, in the, the crossover am, episode in Deep Space Nine? I don't, I don't. That is literally the only episode of that I've ever seen. The Trouble with Tribbles? But or it the crossover was the, episode. It was the crossover episode. The Deep Space Nine My like, dad redo. was watching it. And I was like, well, I guess I should also watch it. Well, the D- yeah, Deep Space Nine did it right. There was a- was it Deep Space Nine or Voyager? It was Deep Space Nine. D- DS9. Just learning so um, much. Ehud. Oh, Steven. Steven. That is a Bible character. Bible character. What did Ehud do? I can't remember. But oh, I remember the really? name. I, I, I mean, you'll probably say it, and I'll be like, ah. Oh. He was from Judges Chapter 3. He was the one. He was the assassin. He, oh, was, he was yeah. the uh, yeah. He was the Altair of yeah. the Old Testament. Gonna be completely oh, honest. Went in and stabbed Eglon, the fat guy. Oh yeah. And the blade went yes. all the way. And then, and then they he searched went down him, the bathroom, right? But he had the uh, he had the blade strapped to the uh, the opposite side. Yeah, because yeah, he was they left, didn't yeah. check oh, it. Yeah, I remember that. Back to the bone. Uh, Balok. Neff. Neff. It's uh, Old Testament. Balok was the uh, the puppet. That was uh, the small alien from Star Trek's from episode, The Corbinite Maneuver. <laughs> from Leviticus. Hold oh. <laughs> up. Played by uh, Ron, Ron Howard's brother. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, what? but no. first, the Tranya. Clint Howard played Clint, him. Little, thank little you. Clint Howard. Are all of these from Star Trek? No, but the Star Trek ones seem to be the only ones that are tripping you guys up. Seriously. So kinda, um, okay. Uh, Zaphod. Steven. Oh, darn it. Nah. Steven. A uh, Bible character. That is not no, a Bible what? character. No! Neff. That's from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That is from Hitchhiker's well, Guide to the Galaxy. I was like, can I buzz in? I know it's this one. Zaphod Beeblebrox. That's right. Isn't there a Bible character with a similar name? Because my mind went straight to like... Zephaniah. Maybe. Know, Haggai. Maybe I was thinking of Ephod again. Ephod. Um, do a couple more. Ephod Beeblebrox. Chalcol. Chalcol. I don't even F- know what to think of. C-H-A-L-C-O-L. Uh, science fiction. Chalcol was a wise man from 1 Kings 4.31 to whom Solomon was compared. We're really bad. Charcoal? Ch- Chal- no. Chalcol. <laughs> Chalcol. Oh. It's like charcoal if you can't do your own. I like to change my answer to Old Testament. <laughs> I will be like charcoal. Know. They said charcoal. It's whatever. <laughs> Come on, baby. Wipe my fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Abishag. Tori. Tori. That's definitely Old Testament. That is Old Testament, First Holla Kings chapter you, two. Um, Holler Holla at me. Holler <laughs> at me, Abishag. Um, Dodo. Neff. Neff. It's from uh, uh, science fiction. That is uh, an Old Testament. Actually, there's three guys wow, in the man. Old Testament <laughs> named Dodo. Why three? Uh, I, I don't. I guess it was you know Dodo was the uh, the basimath of its day. <laughs> I thought I was thinking Alice in Wonderland Dodo. All right, That's uh, not alien. It's science Cora. Korra, Steven. Steven. Science fiction. Yeah. No. Yes. What? The Legend of Korra. It's not Alien, but it's the Airbender. Uh, after we, we were looking for aliens, specifically I know. alien races. Uh, you know, no, we're going Korra, who is the leader of the uh, rebellion in uh, the book of uh, Numbers, chapter sixteen, the one who took up arms against Moses. And well, you learn something new every problems. day. Don't That's you? right, man. I'm trying to give you guys some something to chew on. All right, let me see. I think I got one more here. Xenomorph. <laughs> E.T. Steven. Neff. It's science fiction. That is an E. That's it's very good. All right, guys. Well, that Did was a fun it. little mini game. Uh, well, now that we are that done, one. our score is Tori won. I don't yeah, even know the score, but she won. Tori. Really? Unless you're doing negatives, in which yes. case I might have gotten. I, I'm not lying. I was not keeping score. So congratulations, Tori, on winning <laughs> our mini game tonight. Claps to Tori. Everyone clap at Tori. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Sorry for the late clap. 
All right, next, next, uh, the next thing we're going to talk about today, we're bringing back something from episode one that I loved, loved, loved so much because you guys are so creative and you always come up with oh some great goodness. things. It's time to take a tour of the House of Ideas. Woo. Now, last time we were together, we we opened up the House of Ideas, and I gave you guys five minutes to come up with a video game based on the Old Testament, a video game uh, based on something that happened in the Bible, you know? And uh, you guys came up with an Assassin's Creed-type game based on David and his mighty men, which is a really fun game, and we're still waiting for uh, Ubisoft to work that whole thing out. Yes. And, and trying to figure out the, how the controllers work. And, and trying to... That's right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. how the controllers work. Uh, tonight, I'm going to give you guys five minutes, and let me explain to you guys what the setup for tonight is. All right. uh, a really big thing that just came out a few days ago uh, in the last week, they had the uh, Disney conference, the Disney convention, oh, yeah. and they announced a lot of new things that are coming to the Disney parks and you know we're here in the Orlando area so that's kind of news for us that they're expanding some of the theme parks to incorporate some of their new properties now We've known for a while that they were going to be adding on to their Animal Kingdom Park a huge area based on the Avatar movies. Pandora. Yes. Uh, which I don't know why, but what? I guess really? the, yeah, uh, to kind of coincide with the maybe the Disney. second and third one. It's what? not There's a Disney, more? Disney. So they're coming out with the the second and third one. So Disney is getting ahead of the curve by creating uh, in their Animal Kingdom Park a Pandora Avatar. Uh, you know, connect your tail to mine and let's sail into the sky. <laughs> kind of. Um, <laughs> did you see Avatar, Stephen? I did not. Okay, well I just described well. the sex scene. Oh, uh, so yeah. <laughs> great! Now I don't Sorry. need to see the movie. Uh, welcome Pretty to the Nerd much. of God cast. Safe for the little ears in the family. <laughs> 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 why don't well, everybody why Pandora? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, it's pretty. Maybe James Cameron had you know naked pictures of Goofy or something. Oh, uh, okay. But uh, they're also they announced that they were going to be expanding uh, like the Hollywood Studios to have yep. an entire area dedicated to Star, Star Wars, Wars. And, you know, and to Pixar movies and things behind. like that, which is exciting. Now this goes back to earlier in the year when we got a big announcement from the other theme park in, in Orlando. Universal Studios is going to be in relationship with Nintendo, yes. creating Nintendo themed attractions what? and, and whatnot. Yeah, I'm not here. Can't they're, wait they're, for the racing track when I can throw bananas at people. That's all I'm saying. You know, I just need Goodness. a Mario Kart ride in my life, maybe a, a, a shooting game like. Men in Black or the Buzz Lightyear based on Metroid. Uh, there's, I'm, I'm, I'm easy to please. Ooh, so I'm going to give you guys five minutes and see if you guys can come up with something. Now, here's the deal. You can create whatever. You can team up with whatever theme park you want to team it up with. You can get it connected with whatever else you want to. But I want you guys to think about a franchise, a fandom, some uh, storyline, some set of characters, some universe that is desperately needing, deserving a, a theme park tie-in. <laughs> you guys are going to – I want to give you guys five minutes. You can come up with rides. You could come up with shows you can come up with themed restaurants attractions characters whatever you want to do so five minutes are going to be on the clock you guys have to agree on what fandom what franchise you want to have uh featured in your theme park and uh and take me on a tour of that wonderful place in five minutes welcome to the house of ideas okay guys hear me out an entire theme park based on ncaa 07 yeah. No. You're grounded. Okay. Okay. I mean, You're fired. I have, I have, I have, I have an one. idea. I think maybe me and Tori have the same idea, but Neff, what's yours? Doctor Who. For sure. Doctor Who's my number one. Well, you only have one ride. It's the TARDIS. Yeah, nah, no, I'm, there's I'm so a... much more. Uh, I, have a I like Doctor Who. I enjoy Doctor Who. I don't know if that I can work. On the plus side, the, the, the theme park's way bigger on the inside than it looks yeah. on the outside. Yeah. Uh, Tori, what are you thinking? Because I think maybe you and me have the same idea. I don't know. I have like a preface to mine. Like what, I have an essay prepared already. What is it, though? Well, it's Lord of the Rings. That's what mine was, Lord of the Rings. Okay. I'm going to say it because I got this. So I okay. So Harry Potter World is an excellent example because it takes you into the world of the books, and books are super cool. Everyone should read. Go books. Well, Lord of the Rings is so much bigger, badder, better than Harry Potter, and I'm really disappointed that Lord of the Rings 
doesn't exist as a theme park in any fashion. Well, what kind of rides? What kind of rides? Because I I like Lord of the Rings, and I th- agree with you. Obviously, that was my idea as well. But what what could we do? Neff, do you can oh, you agree with us? Can you agree with us so we can yes. talk about Lord of the Rings? You could you could uh, do the a barrel like the barrel riding down oh, that the, would be cool. riding down the river like a river rapids there you go. ride. Oh yeah, that's a good like idea. A log flume or but whatever. I guess the one problem you'd run into is there's so much Lord of the Rings. Mm. That you I was really like narrow it down. I was thinking you can take a ride. It could be like a ride on the back of it kind of thing uh-huh. of that eagle that oh that'd be cool. off but then yeah. instead of just riding just you're just going wherever you're riding throughout the story that'd be so neat. you go you go to mordor you kind go like to helm's deep you go like the peter pan yeah. ride or sure the different but it's yeah. it's more like the green gods ride at harry potter or the harry potter and the forbidden journey where it's immersive it's I like that one. around you and you can see things rather than just you're looking at you know, yeah. pictures of stuff or right. a little... And you could have, like, different areas. Like, so you could have, I don't know, Brie you can as go one. To the, you can go or, to the Shire. Or the Shire, yeah. And you can eat potatoes. <laughs> like, that's all they serve there. Or Lothlorien. Or Rivendell would be cool because it's already, like, a small And fourth area breakfast. And, and that could be where the river ride is. <laughs> you can do yeah. a river ride through Riverdale. Yes. yes. Riverdale, whatever Riven, it is. Rivendell. Riverdale. Riverdale. <laughs> you can go there. You can go through there if you want to. You have one of those, I don't know, on the top of my head. You can have one where you're like trying to get away from the, the, the shadow guys. I haven't, I don't the, know. The, the, so like the, a weather top the, sort the of Nazgul deal. Like the Nazgul The, uh, the Wraiths. The Wraiths. The Wraiths. Was it Liv Tyler? Yeah. A Liv Tyler merry-go-round. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> and you're on the horses. You're on the white well, horse with Liv do, Tyler. You could, you could have, okay, this is going way, you could have a carousel with all different kinds of horses because you got the Rohirrim and you got, you know, the, so the riders of Rohan. Yeah, you have, you, I know, you have a little. Neat. You have no. You have a little kitty merry-go-round where you just ride on tops of trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can ride right. on tree beers. So, no, how, about a, how about a tree fort then? Like a like an interactive oh, playground like for at, kids. Like at uh, what is it? At Hollywood Studios, you have the, the, the Honey I Shrunk, Shrunk the, the Kids, kids playground. Kids. Oh right. gosh, uh, but so you can have fun. so you can have like restaurants. I don't want to steal totally from Denny's, but for some reason the you restaurant is Hobbit, Hobbit Hole. Gandalf Gobbler. But but you but you <laughs> but you can only eat at certain times. So you can eat at breakfast, second breakfast, eleven seats. Like you can only times, eat at certain times. The Hobbits would eat all, all the time. I know. Was the Olympus bread? You know, you get Olympus the bread. yeah, dude. That would be cool. You get. The, yeah, the, I, I, like pints, I like that. Pints of everything. Pints of everything. Pints and and you go soda. into certain you can go into certain restaurants where everything is bigger, so you all feel like Hobbits. Yes. Oh my gosh. There you are in the prancing pony. Yeah. Very nice. You still uh, have a couple minutes left. You can have little um, shows where you. Oh, this would be cool. Because uh, tech in, in our fantasy here, we're going to have awesome technology sure. where you can go on stage and do like a mocap kind of thing. Uh, a little interactive show where a, a guy. If only there. you could see the dancing motions that Stephen is doing. <laughs> that. He looks like the happiest Oompa Loompa you ever did see. <laughs> At Universal Studios, they have a like monster makeup kind of show. Okay. Uh, but something like that where the oh, guys yeah. explain how it works. So you can go up oh, and it's like, this is how mocap works. So, what kind of characters are walking around this park? Uh, Gandalf, of course. Oh my gosh. And Ian McKellen. And it's like, we're, we're spared no expense. Literally. How are people going to afford to get into this park if you have Ian McClellan walking around? <laughs> we can have a coupon day or something. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Boom. sir. Okay. So, but yeah, yes. I think that'd that'd be that'd be really yeah, cool. Well, you have. Uh, I need I need two more rides. I'm not. I'm, I need two more rides to get two into this park. Rides, you guys right, have right. a little bit less than a minute. Go. 
do two rides in less than a minute. You could do the smog. You could do a smog ride. So a roller coaster. For sure. Roller yes. coaster smog. You're running yes. from the idea. It's like the Hulk, but instead of that, you're just on smog. The running sure. smog. So for those for those people that don't live in Orlando, they don't know what the Hulk is. That's the Hulk a, is a, a roller coaster. Roller coaster. It's a high intensity roller coaster. You never. So you, 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 we got a smog roller coaster. What else? Give me one more, quick. Don't let us stress. Come on. You do something with the ants. I don't know, man. Elephant rides. You did that. <laughs> you have teacups, but you're riding around with with uh, dwarfs. I don't know. Teacups. Spinny sweet sauce. It, it's off the top. All right. Of how about a, how about a shelob store that sells cotton candy? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. and at the end of the night, you can have the fireworks like they had in the in the with the big yes. dragon. Yes. Right, the big dragon you can only see it from the Shire. I just yes. I like the idea that there's a Shire area and that's where all the food is. <laughs> Well, but it's like the food right. court of the whole thing. There could be a Denethor restaurant where he, he oh eats and, and everyone just booze at him. <laughs> and, Tori. And, he, and he asks everyone to sing. Give me one more ride. How about a, like a Mines of Moria haunted house or something? Like oh, that? oh, that'd be so much fun! Like, oh. Yes! Or like the Haunted Mansion at Disney. Oh, yes! Like there, there we go. go. All right, Boom. so that's our house of ideas tonight. I think, uh, what, what are we calling this place? Middle, Middle Earth. Earth. Middle, Middle Earth. Earth. There you go. <laughs> All right, so you can get your season passes to Middle Earth and come on out and be a part of these shows. Sign the your checks to uh, Victoria Line. That's right. That's, uh, that's <laughs> C.C. Stevens. The lovely Tory Line. Yeah, very, very good. All right, guys. I, I would call that a successful house of ideas. You can sign your name to that and be proud. Awesome. Before we get into the main idea tonight, I, I want to take a, a real quick aside uh, for all the folks that are out there that are listening. And, and speaking of that, I... I I was having a conversation with the other day with a, uh, a really, really amazing guy, super creative guy, and he's the host of a uh, YouTube show called Street Foods, uh, where he goes around uh, all the different areas of China and tries uh, food that's kind of cooked on the street, street vendor foods there, cool. uh, eat it on the street, and watch out for the parasites. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah. It's a great show. Uh, his name's Christian, uh, wonderful, wonderful guy, and he was, you know, we were talking back and forth, he listened to the podcast and uh, was giving some great feedback and, and complimenting us on it, which means the world for somebody like him to say something nice is just like woo feather in the cap man and uh and 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 he was asking he said well what do you call uh fans of your show do you have a name for the fans of your show and i thought well no i don't (laughs) uh we we didn't even have a name for our prize uh prize hoopty there uh but we did name that uh actually we got a submission that we're going with from a listener named keith stacy who is actually also the composer of our nerd of god cast theme song yeah Uh, he suggested we call it the nerd the nerd of god stash which uh we're gonna go with. Uh, but is. we don't have a name for our um, our Nerd of God cast fans. Do you guys you guys have a uh, a comment or a suggestion on that? Us? Oh. Yeah. Oh no. The Noggers. Really. No. Nope. Like no. Like no. Noglets. Yeah. How about the Nog Squad? Nog oh squad. yes. I like, I like that. The Nog Squad. All right. So this is Squad. This is for all you guys out there in the Nog Squad. <laughs> I feel oh. so. So funky just saying that. Squad uh, for the, the Nog Squad, uh, this is something where you can get involved in. This is sort of a, a place where your voice can be heard. We're opening up a contest called The Best Thing Ever. Bye-bye. And we're going to do this uh, from time to time. It's going to last several weeks. What it is is it's a bracket-style tournament, uh, like those people that are into sports games uh, might, might be familiar with. Uh, in this bracket-style tournament, uh, we've got 16 entries, and we're going to have them compete against each other every episode. And you're going to give us your votes on which uh, which of the two entries that day are going to win. You might explain why. You might kind of give a little reason why. Uh, we're going to pick from those votes. We're going to pick the best reasons, and we'll make our decision on who moves up in the brackets of these 16 things. Now, the best thing ever, we're starting out a little focused. 
it's going to be mechas versus kaiju. Uh, giant creatures that are likely to destroy Japan or save the world from those things which would destroy Japan uh, and what have you. So our best thing ever, Sweet 16, uh, you're going to vote. Round one goes tonight. Uh, we've, uh, in fact, I'll go down all 16 of them so you can kind of know who is in it. Uh, half of these are going to be mecha creatures, uh, or at least primarily mecha creatures. Uh, the other half of them are going to be biological creatures. I guess you could call them kaiju. Uh, some of them are not specifically kaiju. They're just giant uh, mythical creatures or what have you, but we're going to make them duke it out and see who the king of all monsters is going to be. So here we go down our sweet 16. Are you ready, Nerd of Godcast? Yes, sir. Yep. All right, here we go. Uh, in round one, we've got Godzilla, yeah. and that's Japanese Godzilla, not Matthew Broderick Godzilla. Gojira. <laughs> versus the Cloverfield monster. Oh, yeah, oh that's a, that's so, a good uh, one. And we're going to be talking about that one tonight. I'll, I'll give, go down the rest of the list. This is the first time I think even the Nerd of Godcast crew here uh, has heard some of these. Uh, round two, we're going to have them. Uh, you don't oh. know the, the giant ants, ants. The, yeah, the, ants? the nuclear nice. irradiated ants, uh, turn giant swarm of ants, uh, the size of you know city buses. Very cool. Uh, versus King Kong. Oh, all, all right, right, hold up. Hold up. Question: yeah. What the heck? You got to look it up. Them, them. exclamation point. Nineteen. That's it's the a nineteen fifties. Nineteen fifties. Them B horror movie with gigantic ants. Right. Giant ants. Um, all right. So in our third round, we've got from the Lord of the Rings theme park. Uh, the mighty Balrog. <laughs> Why did yeah. we forget that? We could have Balrog show. Sorry. It's the Bal- <laughs> Balrog's going to come up, do a little soft shoe for you, a little song, a little dance. <laughs> the Balrog boutique. Yeah, we go right. buy stuff. Whip it. Yeah. Whip it Whip good. It good. <laughs> 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 it's a Gandalf of Balrog comedy hour. <laughs> <laughs> Balrog comes in and says, Gandalf, I'm having a hard time in school. <laughs> you shall not pass. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so in round three, You're it's killing gonna, me, Balrog. It's, You're killing me. <laughs> it's, but everything's going to be all white. Oh. Because yeah, so he comes back as yeah. Gandalf. The, yeah, very nice. Uh, um, spoiler alert. Uh, all right, round three, it's going to be the Balrog versus Maleficent. Ooh. And now I'm talking Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty, not Maleficent from Maleficent. We don't want we don't want that Angelina Jolie, you know, tiptoeing through the tulips. Like, Maleficent? Uh, jo- we don't want Joleficent up in here. <laughs> we want Jo-lificent. that mean, nasty, I'm going to I'm gonna wreck you because you didn't invite me to your party, Maleficent. <laughs> the uh, FOMO Maleficent. Dragon form. I want some cake. We want dragon form Maleficent. Um, uh, round four, we've got... Uh, this is a, this is an interesting one for for the hardcore gamers. Uh, this is Sin from Final Fantasy X mm. versus Giga Bowser Ooh. from Ooh. Super Ooh. Smash Brothers. Oh, very nice! So giant sized tusked yeah. Bowser uh, versus Sin from Final Fantasy X. Uh, all right, round uh, five. Getting into our uh, our mechas, we've got Voltron, Defender of the Universe. Versus the Megazord. Oh, that's yeah. uh, that's impartial. So it, that, that's sort of the Transformers GoBots uh, battle right there. Uh, the the original versus the cheap imitation. <laughs> well, one was a cartoon and one was real. Sorry, Stephen. One was awesome and one was uh, Megazord. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. sucker! Shots fired. Yeah, that's it. That uh, round six. Uh, and I hated a dip from the well again, but I felt like this was a really good juxtaposition between our two, the two halves of our bracket. Uh, we've got Mecha Godzilla mm-hmm. versus Gypsy Danger yes. from Pacific Rim. So Very nice. uh, I think that'll be a really, really awesome fight. Uh, moving into our final two here, we've got <laughs> this is the tongue in cheek round. 
<laughs> from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, we've got Giant Krang. Oh, there you go, oh. Super Rocksteady and Mighty Bebop. No, no, these are giant characters. Giant Krang, you guys know who Krang is, right? The, yes. The sentient brain from Dimension X and the big robot body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fighting sure. against Mega Maid from Spaceballs. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and in our final round, which we may get to sometime before Jesus comes back, uh, we've got Devastator, the, oh. fr- the, yeah, the, the big gestalt from uh, Transformers, versus the Iron Giant. Yeah. Oh, oh, they're actually re-releasing Iron that Giant. The Iron to Giant. theaters. Like, oh, very good. I love the Iron Giant. That if you have not seen that movie, movie. Everyone, to, to all of our... Uh, what do we call our listeners again? Nog Squad. The Nog, Nog Squad. Squad. To all the Nog Squad out there, uh, please go watch The Iron Giant. It is a masterfully That's put together so film. I have, a, I have a confession to make. I have not oh. seen The Iron Giant. Oh, Steve-O. Whoa. Producer Steve-O. I, wa- I started watching it when You're I was a fired. kid. I started watching it when I was a kid, and it didn't interest me as like huh? a 10-year-old. So I never finished it. First off, oh. I just remember them in a junkyard. That's I think, be sad. I, I think that 10-year-old you must have had a, a stone heart because, it, for me, I instantly related to Hogarth. And his, you know, boy out of time sort of vibe. Ten-year-old um, me's favorite movie was Die Hard with a Vengeance. So, oh, <laughs> which I had no business what? watching at his ten years old. His heart was hardened. Bino, poor kid. Bino. Oh, Bino. oh. They don't deleted know. scene. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah, <laughs> made a reference that. to uh, episode two, version one. Uh, so that's our that's our sweet sixteen there. And so what we want you guys to do is get on our, our Twitter page. Uh, you can email us. You can hit us up on Facebook and let us know who you think the victor would be in round one: Godzilla versus the Cloverfield Monster. Uh, who wins and why? Put your votes out there online. We'll announce it next week as we move into round two for the best thing ever, 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 ever. Now we're moving into our main idea for the night. Uh, I want to bring out a, a topic, see what you guys think about it. Uh, this is something that's prevalent, again, in, in so many amazing stories. And I want to see where you guys weigh out on this tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about pop culture, maybe games, uh, comic books, movies. And then we're going to talk about what the Bible has to say about it. Because we are the Nerd of Godcast, and if we spend all of our night talking about Spider-Man and Power Rangers, uh, we've missed the greatest epic of them all. So uh, we're going to talk tonight about the idea of sacrifice and how that plays into the story of our lives, how that plays into the story that captivates our hearts and our imaginations. Uh, We've seen it on film. We've seen it in books. uh, We've experienced it over and over and over again. I want to know about the sacrifices that have impacted you the most, the ones that stick out in your mind. When you look at a character who's got to lay down everything, to save the day. The one who, who sees a, a rational transaction of, of one life for millions or uh, a character who realizes that I've got to give this up so that we can win the day. Um, very, very seldom do we ever experience an emotional punch uh, with, with greater emphasis than that uh, in the stories that we enjoy and the stories that shape our lives. So uh, we're going to go around the horn and we're going to see what you guys think uh, regarding sacrifice, what has touched you, what has uh, shaped you, what has uh, really sticks out to you when we talk about this topic tonight. Neff? When I hear sacrifice, my mind automatically goes to the story of the Hulk. The Hulk? The Hulk. Young Rick Jones wanders onto this field, right? Gamma radiation. So, wait, so we're, going, we're not going like Ang Lee Hulk. We're not going like Marvel Cinematic Universe Hulk. No. We're going back old to school, old school. Cartoon comics. Okay, so the this Hulk. is original, original comic book canon. Hulk. This is, this yes. is it. Okay, so yes. so give us give us the story. Tell us who Rick Jones is. A young Rick Jones, a young teenager, teenage kid, wanders onto a gamma radiation testing. He field. he's just a, a cool hip kid riding his car. Should have turned left at Albuquerque. Ends up 
uh, in the middle of a nuclear gamma radiation testing zone. Man, I hate when that happens. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> all the time. And Dr. Bruce Banner notices that he's on the field right as the gamma radiation testing begins. He says, there's something on our radar, something, and, and, and it's a kid. Oh, my goodness. He's going to get blown up. So he runs out to the field and throws himself in front of Rick Jones and throws him out of the way into safety and takes on the full-fledged force of the gamma radiation. The gamma save, bomb goes up. Save his, and he does not know that he's going to later turn into the, into the Incredible Hulk. So, so yeah, so he thinks that this is a suicide mission. He's, exactly. he's not going in there saying, my body will absorb this and I'll turn into the, the, the jade giant. Exactly. Or actually, I guess in Hulk uh, n- number one or in the origin story, it would be like the, the, the gray, gray Goliath. Goliath. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, uh, so he sacrifices himself to save Rick Jones. Uh, well, you know, it, it, uh, and this just may be me saying this. Tell me what you guys think. Uh, a sacrifice that costs your life. You know, you see him him die in place of Rick Jones, and it becomes a tragedy. But to see the torment of maybe Bruce Banner losing his identity and yeah. having to constantly yeah. wrestle with this, uh, this sacrifice, his old life. It's a perpetual sacrifice. Yeah, it's it's an ongoing. Like he he's continually struggling with you know who has control. Am I the monster? Am I the man? Right. Um, see, yeah. So like he doesn't just. It's not like he just comes back. He and comes back and continuously. Sometimes to save the day, he has to sacrifice his own humanity. And it's funny when you when because uh, I went back not too long ago and I read some of the original Hulk comic books and Rick Jones actually his story then becomes intertwined with Bruce Banner's, uh, where Rick Jones sort of becomes Bruce Banner's window to the outside world and his his confidant and, and, and an assistant. Um, you know, almost as if they were kind of setting him up to have a, a Robin to his his uh, Batman, if you will, a boy okay. wonder. Uh, and Rick Jones later on ended up becoming sort of a, the the leader of the teen brigade uh, that that kind of hung out with the Avengers all the time. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. So so not only did he save his life, but he redeemed his life so that Rick Jones could go on and kind of do his own heroic stuff. Right. Uh, what what do you got, Tori? Oh, so I have okay. Lord of the Rings was a huge part of my childhood. Clearly. And it was something that me and my brothers connected with my dad on. I was just kind of like, it was just one of those things that our dad thought was cool, so we automatically thought it was awesome, and we got really into it, because the movies started coming out when I was about, I think we figured out I was 12. I don't know, whatever, I was a kid. Um, so lately I've been going back and rereading them. The big self-sacrifice, there's a lot of sacrifice in Lord of the Rings, but one of the biggest and most... Uh, touching, I think, would definitely have to be Gandalf the Grey. Yeah. His self-sacrifice um, on the bridge of Khazad-dûm, which is the big, like, the the haven, the sought-after dwarven mines. More nerd stuff. Anyway, so they're they're running from the Balrog, which we mentioned earlier, and it's this huge, monstrous... Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> you know, there's this huge, basically Middle-Earth version of, like, like a monstrous demon. Like, it's got bat wings, it's on fire, it's also a shadow. It doesn't really exist, but it does at the same time. Like, it's crazy. And it's gonna kill them all if they can't figure something out. And Gandalf's like, you know what, guys? Swords aren't even gonna work. Just go. Move. And so fly, they move. You fly, you fools. And so Gandalf falls, and everybody thinks he's dead. And it's this, you know, heartbreaking... Uh, experience both in the book and in the movie, and but they're all safe. Thanks, thanks to, Gandalf. to Gandalf's sacrifice. Right. But not only does he like die for them, he comes back better than ever as yeah. Gandalf the yeah. White. And I'm gonna gush a little bit for a second <laughs> because in the book there are so many um, parallels to like Jesus 
just very small, now, now, subtle Tolkien things. Is a is a Christian for sure. Was a Christian, and I liked how he did it because it wasn't really obvious. Like I, so loved, he didn't straight up C.S. Lewis that exactly, you know, <laughs> exactly. Like I love Narnia, Aslan but it, is Jesus. Right, it was super <laughs> subtle and very sophisticated and classy. How Gandalf was just that's it. And, you know, he just completely overpowered Saruman. Like he laughs at Saruman when Saruman's trying to like you know put him under a spell and like. Gandalf is just way cooler than he was before, and he leads them on, you know, to victory essentially. And I think that's one of the, one of the best uh, examples of self-sacrifice in literature and geek culture. Yeah, brilliant, time. solid. Steve O, tell us a tale. Well, uh, my example comes from a 1982 film. Okay. Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. You slug in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you want to do this one, Tony? You stole my idea, you dirty dog. <laughs> I'm sorry. I could have right, man. It. It's it's yours, man. Take it out. Uh for those of you that are not initiated. <laughs> what? Uh has anybody here not seen Star Trek two? Oh, oh Victoria. Toys. So I'm gonna oh. spoil the movie. Get your nose out of a book and into a nineteen eighty two theater. Right. <laughs> my, my bad. Sorry. I think it might be on Netflix for you to enjoy. Uh, it is I have the entire collection of Star Trek films. And he has a bigger TV movie so night. Gonna... That's you know, we watch we watch yeah. Lord of the Rings night after night after night. We're gonna have to do all the can Star Trek. Can we do Star Trek two, three, and four? That's what we're gonna have to do, Star yes. Trek Star Trek two, three, and four. Four four is my favorite. And six. And six and eight. And eight. So and 11. And the reboot. Should okay. I bother asking why you're skipping some? Uh, well, some yeah, because one is boring and five is Shatner. The and thing is, oh, they say right. the evens are the best ones, the odds are the... That's not always the case. But yeah, it's, it's a safe bet. So Star Trek 2. Star Trek 2. Okay. <laughs> there was a char- it's actually really cool. There's a character that they introduced in the show, and they brought it back for the movie, Khan. I'm, Khan! I'm, yeah, he was uh, from uh, the Botany Bay. He, uh, Khan was lost in space. He was part of the eugenics. See, they don't. You know, the eugenics war from World War Three. I think from like 1997. Oh, dude, uh, I remember that. Yeah, and yeah. They, I was. They shot him off. He was. He was a you know terrorist and a leader of like human revolution. They shot him off into space. They cryofroze him and his crew. Sent him off into space on this uh, spaceship, and uh, the Enterprise ends up bumping into them and finding them, uh, defrosting them, and then Khan tries to take over the Enterprise and uh, do what cons do best uh, and Kirk is overwhelmed with you know sort of a sympathy and a compassion for him knowing that he's just being who he be mistake and they, number one they set him down on a planet uh, in the SETI Alpha system uh, and uh, SETI Alpha 5 I think and uh, said, okay, you know what, here you are, you stay on that planet, you rule that planet as you see fit, you take care of your people, and uh, we'll never see you again. Ha ha. Until Chekhov. Until, yeah, yeah, I never forget the face. (laughs) So they released Khan again, a long story short. Towards the end of the movie, they defeat Khan. Khan is mortally wounded. Oh, now they didn't just defeat Khan like you smacked down a bit. It was, I mean, it was around the throat. Khan was a formidable foe. He had him inside a planet. Yeah. Trapped. So. Well, yeah, I mean, he had him inside a nebula trap. Yes. Yeah. So Khan, Khan starts this Genesis program, which is going to destroy all the matter in the area that they're in. He's going to bomb them big. But he's also damaged the the Enterprise. The Enterprise can't get out of the range. They're, they're, of the they're, Genesis war, their warp drive, or is it Lightspeed? Lightspeed is Star Wars. Warp drive is Star Trek. I always get them confused. I apologize. It was a warp drive. Yeah. So their warp, their warp drive is damaged. Of course. Naturally. The only way to fix it is to go into the room that it's in, the engine room, what have Which you. Which happens to be flooded with, with radiation. Deadly radiation. Oh, uh, nobody can go in there. You can't go in there. You're going to die. Yes. So Spock. Spock. 
realizes that he's the only one that can go in there and survive long enough to fix the warp drive so they can get out of there and not be destroyed. And Spock goes into the sealed warp drive chamber. Yes. And and manually fixes this situation, knowing. But knowing that he's going to die. He knows that he can survive, but only long only enough to long get enough them to out do of the warp it, Because drive. he's got Vulcan physiology, thanks to his Vulcan father, Sarek. Not of biblical character. Tori. <laughs> Science fiction. So, so Kirk goes in there. And he, he's like, Spock, what are you doing? What are you doing? And Spock says, it's only logical. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Jim, you have been and always will be my friend. Oh, Aww. my goodness. And the tears Except just... the live long and prosper salute. Uh, Shatner, by Shatner, I mean Kirk, <laughs> is, is genuinely hurt because he wanted, he wanted to, to do something. Spock was his best friend. And Spock gave his life to save the Enterprise Aww. so that way they can get out of there. Well, not only that, but a lot of the situation that they were in, the entire situation, Kirk is blaming himself. Yes. Because everything oh, yeah. that had happened up to this point was his fault. Way to go, Kirk. Khan living, you know, was kind of his fault. So there was a personal vendetta there. Uh, Khan, w- w- the Carol Marcus, and then and then I don't want to spoil everything, but Kirk, his son, David. is mixed up into this, and it's David, and 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 and, and Kirk is. He has a son. He didn't know either. It's okay. Oh. <laughs> I mean, but I've seen the original series of Star Trek. Kirk probably has many sons. Oh. Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> All of these situations happen, and Kirk can't help but blame himself. And now he's seeing his best friend die in in his place for for his, his mistakes because right it, it's of his, his fault eyes. right in front of his eyes and he can't do anything to stop it and um, very very powerful very poignant scene um, yeah well said Stephen yeah. very very nice um, um, you know as I was thinking about this I I, I began to think too about different um, different things I mean even the more recent uh, Hunger Games you guys have seen this read this yeah uh, little. Um, Primrose Everdeen, Primrose Everdeen, yeah, is you know volunteered. She, she's her name is drawn to go off and fight in the Hunger Games. And Katniss, her sister, uh, Mystique, gets up and says, <laughs> "You know, I volunteer. I volunteer as tribute. I'm going to take my sister's place uh, in this because there's no way that Prim's going to get out of this and live. So uh, she she takes her place. I mean, there and there's so many, many more. I, I remember. Oh my goodness, was it 2002? Uh, Spider Man. The, yeah. the Toby yeah. Toby Maguire Spider Man comes out. Oh, Toby! And uh, at the end of this, I mean, you know, you see this kid, you feel like the angst of how much he, he is in love with this girl next door, Mary For Jane. His whole life, the, his whole life, the angel next door, Mary Jane. It's like, hey, Aunt you think May that pickup line's gonna angel. work? I'm, you know. Uh, it worked for Anakin, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Yeah, but you know, and, and then at the end, she finally kind of comes around and is like, you know, I, I I do love you. I want to be with you. And he's got to say sorry can't be with you you we were mistaken my bad and walk away from her even though you know he's not feeling it because he has to protect her he has to lay down what's most important to him so that he can you know ha- serve the greater good most important right. so he can yeah he can't have the one that's most important so that he can't because he can't lose the one that's most in order important. in order to save those who he loves he has to give them up it's like if you love someone you have to Let love them set go. them free oh, what do you get what are you guys quoting? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going DMX now. Uh, you love them? Set them free. Yeah, I was going Sting, you know. Oh. The, oh, the singer, not the wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Free, free, set them free. I think that was Sting. Free, I might be making free, that up. Um, another one. The, the Dark Knight, he loses, I'm putting the air quotes up here, loses his life 
uh, to save the city. Uh, you know, he's he. I'm the only one that can get the bomb far enough away. But what about the alibi? You know, and he's alibi doesn't work. And he's got to go. You know, you, you live long enough to see yourself. You know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, th- th- there, there's so many different examples of this. Even in Disney, I mean, with Wally, uh, you know, he mm-hmm. dies to protect the the plant to save all everyone the feels. from. Uh, all, yeah, I know. You know, and and then uh, uh, Beast from Beauty and the Beast, Beast. the yeah. same thing. You know, Prince he, Adam. He takes it. We're really calling him Prince Adam. Like, is yes. that really is that is that canon now? Yes, I think it is. Yes. But but the same thing happens again. A Superman. <laughs> if you go back and watch Super, <laughs> Superman Returns, Superman dies all the time, you know. But yeah. Superman Returns, you know, I mean, he comes he back as red com- and blue Superman. Well, you. Then <laughs> I mentioned a little bit earlier Aslan. You know, the same thing. And yeah. that, what, what a powerful in the Chronicles of Narnia, powerful story. Um, Turkish delight, and 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 you know his the, Edmund sells out his brother and sisters uh, to to serve the White Queen, and the the deep magic says that they all have to die now, the White Queen. But Aslan knows that there's one way around it, and that is that he can die in Edmund's place. I, I, you know, I love that scene they do in the movie where they're walking out of the tent after talking the two of them, and Aslan says to uh, to to Lucy and to to Peter and to uh, Susan, Susan, you know, don't. Don't speak. You, you know, he knows what he's done. It's done. Don't it's bring done. it up again. Yeah. It's it's done. It's taken care of. That was such. It oh. is for. And he knows oh. the price he's going to have to pay. He knows yes. they're going to put him on the on the stone table and kill him and oh. shave him and and humiliate him, humiliate him and take his <laughs> life. But uh, you know, Tori in, in mentioning the Gandalf and coming back as Gandalf the White. That's that's one of the things that I think about in, in these different stories of people laying down their lives is yeah, that it seems like that. there's always one the the common element of something that see that. that when we see the sacrifice happen, there's something in our hearts that that craves resurrection. For sure. Yeah. I mean, we'll see it in Spock. I mean, because Wrath of Khan is followed by Star Trek Three. Search for Spock. The search for Spock. It's like you know that he's he's back, uh, and and Aslan uh, comes back, and Batman comes back, and uh, the Beast and Wally Yay. they 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 come back, and and Superman comes back, and Gandalf comes back, and there's just something in the 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 DNA of our hearts that says there's an expectation of resurrection, and I think that all goes back to the story that God is telling in our hearts, and that's the story of Jesus. Uh, if there's one common theme throughout the Bible, a book that is a, a book of history and a book of letters and a book of poetry, mm-hmm. all these different genres written by all these different authors from all different uh, you know epics of time over, over thousands of years, uh, the one common thread that goes through this story is that mankind uh, is created by a loving God but is somehow broken beyond repair. And that God is sending a savior uh, to sacrifice, to make a sacrifice, to die in our place. And we find that savior in, in the gospels. We find him in the person of Jesus Christ. God made flesh. And Jesus lays down his life, just like we've seen in these stories, uh, but perhaps on a grander scale, because the battle isn't for a city. You know, it's not for the enterprise. The battle is for all mankind. The battle yeah. is for uh, every soul that has ever been born, billions and billions of lives. It's for the entire balance of power for the universe. And Christ Jesus comes in in the form of a man, in the form of a baby, lives his life, grows up, rejected by his generation, by his people. Multiple uh, times. Humiliated. Mm-hmm. Uh, paraded out in the middle of the city, mocked, beaten, scourged, uh, ridiculed, uh, and ultimately tortured and killed. But for what purpose? Not for nothing. Not because he was a criminal. Not because he was somehow deserving of death. Because, you know, the Bible tells us very, very clearly that there was no sin to be found in him. 
but he did it because uh, what the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. You know, he he did it because there was a price that needed to be paid. And only he could make that sacrifice. Only he could pay that price. And he did it for you. He did it for me. Uh, so that when when I have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which the Bible says we all have, uh, the Bible tells us there's none righteous, not one. The Bible tells us that that you know we don't seek after God, but it's God who seeks after us, and He shows His love to us in this: that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And uh, and Jesus takes our cross. Jesus takes our stripes. Jesus takes our nails and lays down his life. And yet, in this, there's still that hope in our heart of hearts, in the DNA of who we are, and in the story that God is telling, we are compelled to believe what Jesus himself fulfills. On the third day, he rises again, and, and Jesus is alive, and uh, and we believe this. Uh, we And that's one of the reasons why in the stories that we tell, we're so compelled to see this acted out, to see this portrayed over and over and over again, because it's the story that our hearts are designed to crave, because we're programmed to believe in, in the power of sacrifice, and we're programmed to expect uh, the glory of resurrection. Uh, I think it's beautiful that God has put that into our hearts, into our imagination. I think it's wonderful. And it's it's mind-boggling that believers and unbelievers alike consistently recycle this pattern over and over and over again, uh, perhaps not even realizing the, the importance of the element uh, that we're, we're longing for and that we're missing. Uh, so that that's kind of what, what I'm looking at when it comes to, to sacrifice. Um, Jesus is, is speaking to us over and over and over again that if anyone would follow him, they have to deny themselves. They have to take up their cross. They have to follow him. Uh, and Jesus says, whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But for whoever loses his life, for my sake, will find it. So sacrifice isn't just something that Jesus talks about. It's something that he walks out and he expects us to walk it out too. Uh, he's really, really clear. He tells us that, that there's no greater display of love than if someone can lay down their life for their friends. So it's not just something that we, we hear, it's something that we're uh, shown, demonstrated, and it's something that's expected of us. God shows his love to us through sacrifice, and he encourages us to show our love for others uh, through living a life uh, as a living sacrifice, the Bible says, which is our reasonable service. Now I want you to think about this to all of our, uh, not only just the, the cast that's here, but for all of our Nog Squad listening at home. What does that say about you? If God loved you so much that he would give his life in your place, what does that say about you? To me, it shows that you're loved. To me, it shows that you're prized, you're valued, you're essential to him. And and I want to encourage you today, you know, all, all jokes aside, all, all comic books and games aside, the truest thing that you can hear today is that God loves you so much that he gave his only son uh, that if you would believe in him, you wouldn't have to perish, but you could have everlasting life. Uh, and and that's that's the promise that Christ gives us, that you know we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that the wages of sin, whether that's big sin, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, you might be an ax murderer or little sin, you know, you might've just disobeyed your parents, whatever it might be, you know, from one to a thousand, the wages of sin is death and separation from God, but the free gift uh, of the Lord is, is, is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So I encourage you to really, really consider that. And if you don't have a relationship with God, he is yours for the asking. Jesus is the way to God by your faith in him. Uh, the Bible says if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved from what? 
Saved from your sins. Saved from an eternity separated from God. Uh, saved to peace and to joy and to fulfillment. And um, you know, you might feel down on yourself. You might feel like you're somehow uh, strange or different or not good enough. Uh, but it's not about how good you are. It's about how loved you are. God loves you so much that he'd rather die than live without you. So take that to heart today. If you are already a believer, you already have a, a walk with God, just honor him and thank him for that. And take, take the opportunity today to pray for someone who might not know, to let them know. Uh, if you want some more information or you'd like some feedback, you know, we'd love to talk with you. We can carry this conversation on. Don't forget, you can email us uh, at any time at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. That's nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We would love to talk with you. We'd love to answer you some questions. Uh, if you need a Bible, we'll put a Bible in the mail for you and, and send it to you. We just want you to we want you to know Jesus. We want you to have the same joy that we have. Um, and that's not just for me. That's from the rest of the crew here, right, guys? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Now, is there anything else you'd like to shout out there to the people, guys? Words of wisdom. If you press the water fountain bars, all three of them, more water will come out. Get out of town. All right, that is that's your Jedi wisdom for today, guys. For today. I don't know that anybody can beat that. Uh, so, thanks again for listening to the Nerd of God cast. Uh, check us out online. Don't forget, if you have the iTunes, leave us some reviews. We love stars, especially when they come in fives. Until next time, for Tory Line. Bye. Producer Stevo. See ya. And the big man Neff. Adios. My name is Tony T. This has been the Nerd of God cast. Until then, you ain't gotta go home, but, but you, you can't, can't stay, stay here. here. Peace out. Do 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 do